up so all the globies can see we're in a motherfucking cotton prison, 35 degree. But what the fuck is wrong with society? And why am I such an anomaly? And everybody lives in the All right, it's Sunday, February the 18th, 2024. This is the IPR Evening D program. I want to focus first on the graphic I made the other day, the screened reality. Which side of the monolithic worldview filter are you on? And I think it's important now that we draw the distinction, which is why I've been making it a point to target certain truther orthodoxies knowing that by challenging certain propositions, I'm going to get some blowback. Well, that's intentional. It's strategic. We have to draw the line. The people who are still carrying water for the alt media, the mainstream media, the people who are still doing the work of controlled opposition need to be defined as such. Because it is my view that the firewall that prevents any true awakening is a collection of guardrails set up in the minds of the alt-media. Certain barriers they're not allowed to cross. For example, calling fake, fake. You can call it a false flag. You can say there's more to the story, but you can't subtract. There's no inherent skepticism. And I would even go so far as to say there's no internal skepticism within the main and alt-media ecosystem. The mainstream and alt-media exist in the same fictional universe, and there's no real skepticism on the claims themselves so much as disputes over the details. They'll fight over 99 details, but agree on one big, quote, fact. But that big fact, that big lie, is what establishes the world stage as such. So to get into some specifics, if you're looking at the graphic, I have the real world and the screened reality. The dividing line between the two is the monolithic worldview filter. Now, what that filter represents is mediation, writ large, perceived of as a monolith. So, for example, you may watch news, listen to the radio, read books against the backdrop of your education, and the general zeitgeist, all of it kind of creates this perspective of the world which you internalize And it's mostly a consensus agreed upon internal world view, which is totally manufactured. It's designed to be superimposed over the real one without creating a lot of obvious friction. But at those areas where you can't fact check reality test, you're left to take a slight leap of faith. A little here, a little there. You're given the perception that you have a trustworthy window to the world through media, when in fact it's a filter. Now, this monolithic filter gets literally everybody, no matter where they are on the political spectrum, whether they're religious or atheistic, it gets them all onto the same basic sheet. So for example, the general mainstream media consensus has a reality augmented with consensus lies, media fakery, psyops and propaganda, things that truthers may point out. But that never really changed. So, for example, you may find a lot of people disputing decades of mass shootings and terror attacks as being even real. Perhaps these are simulated events. However, the official version is what goes down in history. So that screened reality is the real world combined with 
whatever is designated real. Then, one step deeper, those who don't buy the screened reality, who reject the blue pill, look for more information to fill in the gaps. If they lean left, they go woke. They embrace left-wing alt-media, which gives them a more holistic view of themselves, the world, and now they have more of a purpose because now they're awake. Similarly, those who awaken but on the other side of the political spectrum find themselves with more information to fill in the gaps. Uh, They're labeled conspiracy theorists and they will believe a lot of the things because it finally answers a lot of the questions raised by the official stories. But both the right-wing alt-media red pill types and the woke exist in what I call MSM+, which happens to be a subset of the mainstream media, meaning it exists within the MSM ecosystem. It's not an alternative. It's actually deeper in the matrix in that sense, because now they've adopted even more beliefs and it's not any more reality tested. On the other side of that monolithic worldview filter, you have the unscreened minds, the media skeptics, the non-believers, the auto-hoaxers. And these would be those who recognize the filter as such. Now, we all exist in the same world. We're not denialists of what anybody is perceiving, but we are not believers in what has been augmented via the screen. Now, on the same side of the screen, you would also presumably have PSYOP operatives, controlled opposition agents, crisis actors, propagandists, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. The ones who are at the capstone level of the lie world order would necessarily be on this side of the filter, this side of the screen. And my contention is that anyone on the other side of the screen is actually serving the mass mind control operation. They are working for the newsbenders. And those who get active, whether red pill or woke, are even deeper into the programming and they're more engaged in the info war. The only way to not participate, to not lose, is to not play the game. And that only happens when you step out of the MSM frame of reference. So it's not about going deeper. You know, the way I look at it, we're born with our faces pressed up against the screen. The people who aren't satisfied with that go all the way in. When true skepticism would take the subtractive view and would step away from the screen and then see where it does and where it does not comport with the objective world. But we're meant to be immersed in a world of subjectivity and there's actually not supposed to be any of us on the opposite side of the monolithic worldview filter. We're not supposed to have a platform, which we don't have any representation. Alt media will not acknowledge the legitimacy of what we term auto-hoaxing because it undermines their entire world view. And again, what is a worldview but an internalized concept of the world? And the worldview that truthers have accepted is very pessimistic, 
built around various doomsday scenarios and doesn't take into account fakery. To me, it's the very definition of mind control. You know, like the Truman Show. You know, false worldview propped up by a lot of loud voices. And if you don't question those, you might remain in this simulation. And Trutherville isn't any closer to an exit from the simulation, from the lie augmented reality, than those who are dead center in the blue pill dream world. The difference between the blue pill dream world and the woke and the red pill reality is the falsely awakened are having a nightmare. The red pill is a nightmare scenario. Same with the woke. At least the mainstream media believers are happy, but they're only happy in the numbskull Truman sort of way. Uh, to me, real inner peace can only happen when you exit the mind war. And the MSM believers are part of the mind war. They're just apathetic, but they still process it and they still believe it's real at a very at a subconscious level. The difference is I lack any kind of apathy because I don't care about stuff that doesn't exist. I've been in fact liberated from that obligation. There is no real off the grid if you're still mentally on their grid, if you're still mentally treating that filter as a window. And that's what this graphic is meant to demonstrate. Now this year, it will be very easy to determine which side of the filter individuals are on. This will be a year to test who can stay off world stage. I'm not gonna be goaded into taking a pro-war position. I won't be taking sides in any mainstream media-driven alternate reality game because again, the only winning move is not to play. I uploaded a video today on the Mandela effect, a little bit of a deep dive, not even a debunk, but a refutation. And I think it just needs to be pointed out that without logical fallacies and without a built-in community, it would not exist. Should it exist? I don't really care. It's really not my business, but I care about honesty and truth and it needs to be properly categorized. But when you properly categorize it, it ends up looking like something of a scam, something of a trick involving gaslighting. So I'll let people respond and I'll go back and read those comments soon. Been having a lot of debate with chemtrail contrail people. And one thing I've learned is that the contrail people, rather, I'm sorry, chemtrail people, who call contrails, chemtrails, they are terrible researchers. They're just as bad as the Mandela Effect researchers. Took me five seconds to debunk the Ed McMahon claim. Well, here it took me five seconds of research to find something contradicting the claim that many chemtrail conspiracy theorists will come out and say, when I was a kid, the skies were blue and the sun was yellow. Okay, so when you were a kid, the sun was yellow, the sky was blue, and now it's all white and toxic and poisonous. I get it. That's what they're saying. But I go out under blue skies every day. So what we have here is cultural pessimism and generalization and people who have adopted a very dystopic, negative worldview. And they'll say things have changed. But the truth of it is, 
I can find copious research on the matter of condensation trails going back to 1957. I found charts from the same era describing different ways to predict these things in order to keep military jets undetectable. So my point of it is, this is not a new phenomenon. And those who are still calling them chemtrails or geoengineering are making arguments from ignorance because they haven't done the research. I have, and I'm continuing to do so, and I will continue to do so. And anyone who wants to debate me, I would say this. If you want to debate, we are not debating the existence of chemtrails. We will have to debate the non-existence of contrails against established contrail science, observation, testable, repeatable science. In other words, there are decades and decades of research papers, charts, various observations on what we call these condensation trails and what it means, what it means for the climate, what it means for visibility, what it means for military aircraft. So this has been something that's been on people's minds. So to make an argument against that without confronting the body of evidence and observational data is making a bad faith argument from ignorance. And I won't debate someone who isn't willing to admit the validity of the Appleman chart when it comes to predictability. And what it comes down to is logical fallacies. And these all need to be confronted. For example, and I, I have a list of about six or seven, and I think this is incredible. Every single time someone posits the question, what is that spray? They're loading the question, appealing to ignorance, shifting a burden of proof, applying faulty causality. There's an appeal to motive built into this, but it's a multi-layered proposition. And it's perfectly set up in such a way to cast out, make someone think there isn't an answer and that they need to find answers, which are then readily provided. But it's not even a real question. It's one of those things where they ask a question not looking for an answer because the question itself is an assertion. It's a loaded question. And the fact that people are falling for this has everything to do with these sleight of mind logical fallacies, which need to be revealed for what they are. I found an article here about ground level, level contrails from automobiles. Basically, in some parts of the world, the conditions at ground level, such as Whitehorse Canada, meaning most of the temperature and the humidity, is similar to what you would have at 30,000 feet with jet engine exhaust, which meant that the vehicles at the ground level were leaving persistent trails. Now, would you ask, what are they spraying? No, you'd say, why do they have persistent trails? The framing of the question has a lot to do with the kind of answers you elicit. That's why I'm pointing this stuff out. That's what I brought up in the Mandela effect thing. The Mandela effect wouldn't exist if they weren't filtering this reality fluid shifty reality into either or binary propositions. Again, those who claim that the trails didn't exist when they were young would have to be more than 150 years old. I'm finding a lot of research. Calculations of aircraft contrail formation critical temperatures, going back to the 1950s here. All of this needs to be examined 
and he, I have a few reasons why, but you know, largely I tend to think that the chemtrail thing is just a way to get the right wing and the non-left to adopt a belief in the premise of anthropogenic climate change. It's that simple. Okay, let me go through my notes here. We're at minds.com slash infinite plane society. Uh, don't wait the normies. Ignore the woke. Call out Trutherville. So this is what I'm doing for anyone who's wondering, like, why am I doing this? Why am I going against the Mandela effect and chemtrails? What's next? Well, we're going after every single truth or orthodoxy. ISS transits, for example. But why? Um, here's why. This is ultimately about the mediated minds versus the unmediated, the screened or the unscreened. And I'm not interested in convincing normies because they don't think about mediation. They don't perceive it as such. The only individuals worth targeting with this message of skepticism would be the red pill truthers. Although we're not aiming to recruit or convince them, but merely to expose how they're part of the system. We're not trying to convince or recruit, but rather reveal and witness to the falseness. What we are revealing is that the firewall against the truth exists in the minds of the controlled opposition do-gooders who don't know any better. That's how the system is designed. I think it's reasonable now at this point to go off the grid philosophically, to exit the mind war by disengaging emotionally. Those who cling to it are not worth recruiting because they haven't shattered that paradigm for themselves. They're on the wrong side of the screen. We need to focus on those who are already close or who have already figured out that alt media and trutherism are a subset of the mainstream and just as rigged as wokeism on the left. The only people who are even salvageable from the false awakening will be found on the gate-kept right side of the political horseshoe. This manner of approaching media with full awareness of psychological operations, of perception management stunts, of the mind war itself, uh, this information is liberating from superstition of an encroaching dark age, which is disguised as an age of information. But we talk about the sea of irrelevance every day and the inability of the average person. And it has nothing to do with their intellect or their media savvy. It has to do with bad presuppositions where they lack the ability to determine real and fake. And they're becoming increasingly dependent on being told what is designated real and what isn't. Uh, this is not by accident. This is all by design, which means that anyone who is still mediated is going to be a lost cause. I often describe the IPS as a raft, like a raft of penguins on the sea of irrelevance, because without this network of perceivers who aren't totally plugged in, uh, there would be no way to maintain a grasp, a stance on objective reality. And we're going to maintain this stance moving forward. Ultimately, what we're looking at big picture wise is a separation from the mass mediated ecosystem itself with full recognition that alt media has always been controlled. And those who don't break away will stand out like sore thumbs in the coming months. And those who are aware of what's going on will join up with us off world stage, conscientious objectors to the Psywar, inactivists, uh, non-voters. I mean, you'll see 
how triggered people get when they think that you're not playing along, you're apathetic, you're not triggered enough. And the truth of it is, we're not participating in the info war because we are apprised of what it is. And those who are wouldn't if they knew that they were propaganda mules and fear porn spreaders, that they were, in fact, traitors to themselves and to every other victim of the mind war. If anyone has the moral high ground here, it is the auto hoaxers who have stepped back from the obligatory cycle of rapid-fire belief of story after story. Non-believers, in other words, have the moral high ground. We've reserved judgment. We're not being goaded and prodded. So I will continue to foment a culture of non-belief here as we continue to fine-tune our arguments and make the distinction known between what we're doing as media skeptics and what Trutherville is doing as controlled opposition to the mainstream. Thank you for joining. This is Infinite Plain Society Evening Deprogram for February the 18th, 2024.